And now joining us once again is retired National Weather Service meteorologist Hugh Johnson for our weekly discussion of weather and climate. Welcome back, Hugh. Well, hello there, Alexis, right? <laughs> yes, it's Alexis. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, how are Alexis, you doing, yes. Hugh? I'm doing great. <laughs> well, we were wondering, Hugh, um, even though it's kind of cold outside, it's start to, starting to feel like winter's coming on, um, I'll there was a report last Friday that the average global temperature might have actually reached or exceeded more than two degrees Celsius or 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit above the pre-industrial global average temperature. Now the two degrees limit is um, far above the 1.5 degree uh, Celsius rise that we are trying to limit our climate uh, change to. So what do you think about uh, this report? I think it's scary. Um, I don't. It's a preliminary report, and it's going to take a couple. It's going to take a, a couple of weeks to really verify it, believe it or not. But the trend is there. I mean, even if we didn't hit two degrees Celsius, we're trending dangerously close to it. And uh, of course, the Paris Accord said we really don't want to go there, but we're going there. Um, it's. Uh, I, I, I all I can say is that we are not doing what we're we're supposed to be doing. We're not. We're still emitting way too much CO two into the atmosphere. And I'm just not seeing, okay, so what, one of the things that <clears throat> comes out is that in order for us to go back to 1.5 and below temperature above the uh, pre-industrial global average, we have to emit, uh, uh, cut CO2 emissions by 40% in the next six years. And I just don't see that happening. I just don't. Why? Because, and I'm not going to get political, but polls are showing that by next year, the Democrats could lose not only the presidency, but, you know, they could lose it all. And we know where that's going to go. So if people are going to be voting for Republicans back in, we're not going to see, we're just not going to see the climate change uh, trends that we need. So, yeah, it's very scary. So now some of this two degrees Celsius was probably brought on by the very strong El Nino that's brewing and it's still strengthening. That probably added a few tenths. So we can, we can, we can throw that into the equation. But even so, it's still very, very disturbing. I've heard the terms change from climate change to climate warming to climate crisis and climate catastrophe. But now on a lighter subject, Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, as Hugh pointed out, it's not lighter when you think of all the food we're likely to eat. So can you tell us about some of the more interesting weather events that happen on Thanksgiving Day in the Capital Region in past years? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one, yes. Uh, well, and way back in 1971, probably most of you don't remember, and I wasn't living here, but I do remember, uh, Albany got buried under almost 22 inches of snow on Thanksgiving, a major nor'easter. The biggest one of that winter came roaring up the coast uh, after we had a very warm October and very beginning of November. The, the pattern had changed, and this storm clobbered us. Uh, snow, I think snow rates were two, three, four inches an hour, several hours, and that's throughout the day. So, yeah, that was a huge one. And then more recently, we had a 10-inch snowstorm on the day before Thanksgiving in, in 2014. I remember we just barely left town before that hit. And, uh, and then in 2018, we only hit 18 degrees, no, 19 degrees on Thanksgiving Day with wind, making it, and the low was eight, making it the overall coldest Thanksgiving Day in history. It wasn't the coldest low, but it was the coldest average and and max temperature, coldest max temperature. 
And we've been trending kind of chilly in the last few Thanksgivings with a few exceptions. Uh, we can't seem to get much above 53. And it looks like we won't this year. We'll probably be in the 40s. By the way, tomorrow morning, we're all going to wake up into the teens. I, it's already in the upper 20s, and we're going down to the teens tonight. So our coldest morning coming through. So, yeah, Thanksgiving. And by the way, in 19 and 2004, we hit 64 on Thanksgiving morning, and then we got cold in the afternoon. A strong cold front came through. But the warmest Thanksgiving was 67 degrees way back in 1933. So, Hugh, I heard there might be a storm late Tuesday into Wednesday, and we might get more than just rain. So what can we expect to see for the next few days and for our travel plans around Thanksgiving? Yes, uh, good point, Alexis, bringing up, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a storm. It's going to, we haven't had a whole lot of precipitation this month. This will be our wetter storm. This one's loading up with Gulf moisture. The storm, the main storm is tracking to the west, but the problem is there's going to be plenty of cold air wedged in place when the storm arrives, and it looks like we're going to get a secondary low forming off Long Island, so we will never get into the really warm air on the surface, but a lot there will be probably enough warming to eventually turn into a cold rain. But when it first gets in here, it's probably going to be a little burst of snow, and I think everyone is going to see at least a coating on the ground, perhaps some slick roads starting around this time tomorrow night in the Capital District, and probably transitioning to sleet and rain but as you get further, if you go north and east, it's going to be it's going to take longer. It could be uh, up to one to four inches of snow for us. A coating to an inch, one to four if you go north and east towards Glen Falls and Vermont, and you're going to have perhaps a, even a little bit of freezing rain thrown in the equation. So tomorrow night will be a dicey time to travel if you're going north and east of the capital region, especially before midnight. Things should improve later on, but but it'll still be rainy, and then the storm should get out of here on Wednesday slowly. It won't be a great day, but I think the steady precipitation will be out of here by the morning. And, uh, you know, by that point, there won't be any more problems with traveling. But, yeah, it's going to be a little a touch and go. Nothing like 1971, though. We're not going to have anything like that. So that's the good news. And then on Thanksgiving Day, it looks like a seasonable day with temperatures in the 40s, a bit of a breeze, and some sunshine and dry temperatures. So a good day for Thanksgiving. And then it looks like now it should stay relatively calm to the weekend chilly but not really cold we were looking at a possible storm but now that's kind of falling apart uh but we might have watched something from monday might be some some snow but it's still way off so i want to go back to what you said for tuesday into wednesday by wednesday morning yes. when a lot of people are traveling it should be rain yes it should be rain certainly here on south it really i mean i'd be shocked if it wasn't the only place it might be a little bit uh, questionable would be like some of the uh, sheltered valleys, Glens Falls, east towards Vermont, there could still be a few little uh, like untreated roads that could be a little slick. But I think for the most part, travel should be it should be just wet and then drying out. So hopefully, no big major snarls. But if you're going Tuesday night, really rethink that for Tuesday night north and east of the Capital Region because it could be a little little tricky. <laughs> Uh, thanks for that forecast, Hugh. I want to just bring it back to that report on climate warming uh, for just a moment, yes. the report that says we've briefly exceeded two degrees Celsius in warming. Can you tell us about who published the report, um, you know, what it actually says and where folks can find it online? Okay, I, I found it in the Independent, and it actually, believe it or not, that I was going to mention this and I forgot, but thanks for reminding me, the data set came out of the Euro European model. The European model, which really 
does a much better quality control versus our global forecast system model, otherwise known as GFS, and I know people call it other things, but the GFS, uh, it's, it's definitely, a, a, in my humble opinion, a better model than the GFS. I just, that's the way I see it because I've been working with these models still, even when I'm retired. And uh, anyway, so the report is pretty credible, I think. It, it may be a little high, but it's probably, unfortunately, sadly, close to truth. And again, we can we can add El Nino added a few tenths, but it's very, very disturbing. And it really shows that climate change could be happening faster than you know, a lot of people feared. Well, thanks, Hugh. And maybe we can ask our wonderful engineer, Sina, to uh, link that independent article or the report in the show notes. Um, anything okay. else? We got 30 seconds. Well, just uh, when we're going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, again, at least the Thanksgiving day will be nice. And I'm, I'm, and again, the travel, except for Tuesday night, shouldn't, shouldn't be too bad. And the weekend looks okay right now. Like maybe you're coming back Monday. Keep an eye out. There could be something on Monday to watch for perhaps snow. It might be cold enough for snow. Still too early to say. But have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. So hey, Hugh. Having a yes. weekly chat with you is one of the many things I'm thankful for this year. I love well, it talking with you. And Excellent. thanks for joining us once again. We look forward to talking with you again next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Bye-bye.